next, let's talk about Robert Davy. But let's start from the beginning. Jake Fratelli of the Fratelli family, The Goonies, 1985. Oh, so You is, can't forget his face because it's got the craters in it. And he is fantastic. So then he's Max Keller in Raw Deal in 86. Tony Moretti, Action Jackson, 88. Yep. Are you ready for the big connection? Yep. He was Big Johnson, not Little Johnson, in Die Hard. <laughs> so 1988 in Die Hard, there is a introduction of two characters, Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Big oh, Johnson junior high. is played by Robert Davey. <laughs> Little Johnson is played by Grand Bush. That's his name. That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> Those two come in at the very end of the movie as FBI agents. They also both appear in License to Kill. Graham Bush is one of the DEA guys at the beginning, yep. or CIA, yeah. or whatever it is. He's got the Jerry Curl. And then, obviously, Sanchez, the bad guy. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, if you want to be James Bond, you need the cash. First, you get the cash. 4.9 million? Will they yes, loan it to and me? You got to go to the bank, <laughs> and I want a $2 million marker at the casino. <laughs> The best way to get money is to not spend money, right? Uh, Sonic Loans is going to make sure that you get into the absolute right rate so that you're not bleeding money out in some uh, bar in the middle of uh, Mexico. I don't even know, Max. Barrowhead. But you got to make sure you have a good rate. And if you're in a mortgage right now and you're not sure, reach out to Charlie and his team. See if they can do something better with it. The refi market isn't great, but they're able to do some pretty amazing things. And if you're going for a new house, they are going to be the most competitive rate you can find. Talk to them today. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you for the rest of your life or a 30-year or 15-year fix, whichever comes first. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. 
For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, if my license to kill was revoked, I would immediately sue Her Majesty's Secret Service. Is that what it's called? I think so. Something like that. Anyways, Bolton Legal Group is going to make sure that if your best friend is murdered and you want to go on a vengeance spree bond flick to he's go get him. He's not murdered, though. Well, he, I would say he's close to whatever. He's yeah. pretty close. A little too your close best to that wife. wife. Who you were also kissing the day of their wedding. A lot of kissing. Yeah. Bird law. Yeah. International, bond international, international <laughs> murder law. If you do James Bond stuff, bond you're going to need yeah. for sure. Like, as much as he needs Q, he needs Q turning. No. 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 Anyways, reach out to Bolton Legal Group today. They're aggressive. They're efficient. They're going to protect your assets, even if you're playing $2 million blackjack. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and they'll take care of you until the very end. That was very James Bondish of me. Today's episode, License to Kill. As of May 2023, there are 27 James Bond movies, but there is one in particular that stands out. Give me sharks, blackjack, martinis, shaken, not stirred, ninjas, water skiing, beautiful women, and Wayne Newton, and I'll show you Bond movie number 16. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll look at one of the darkest, grittiest James Bond adventures ever made, License to Kill. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the money punny to my 007, Max Sanders. And with that... I got a license to kill, and you know I'm going straight for your heart. Hello. Hey, Max. Hi. You ready to get Q and money panic? It's, it is. Why, the way you say money penny, you go money penny. It is virtu- it. It's virtually impossible for me yeah. to say money penny without saying it with a little bit of Sean Connery. Money penny. Yeah, it's weird. Ah, uh, 007 money penny. <laughs> Why does he He doesn't say 007. He says, I am I'm Bond. <laughs> Bond James money penny. He doesn't say 007. He says it all the time. Didn't you see the beginning of Octopussy where he's like, hello, I'm 007 Mane Pane. <laughs> I haven't seen Octopussy, so yeah, I can't. I don't know if that's can't right Can't refute that yeah, then, can yeah. you? That is a airtight. That is airtight. Bless your heart, Wayne Ma- Newton. Yeah, wow. Max, this is, a, this is a doozy. This movie is a doozy. So I never write down stuff when I watch movies. Correct. I like I go afterwards and I watch it again. Yes. This time I wrote down, I had to write stuff down. Good. Can I write to show you what it, can I list what I wrote down? I feel like it's going to look like uh, Charlie's a little bit, yeah. Scrambling on the wall. Yeah, ready? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not shoot the helicopter? <laughs> Kissing the bride? Question mark. $10 chip in the in the intro. Boobs. Lighter has a huge flame. Skydive wedding intro. Johnson from Die Hard. Whipping the girl. Felix working on his wedding. Not personal, just business. Feeding the sharks. His friend Felix is a Yankees and Cowboys fan. Why? <laughs> Leftover corsage. Fake a shark ever. Worm cocaine. Worms to the eyes. Electric eel death. Throw away two million. He Wait, knew the risks. By the way, <laughs> it, tell me that electric eel death doesn't sound like the best name of a band. It's pretty good. Heard. Yeah. I'd like to welcome to the stage <laughs> electric eel death. Or cocaine fish. Uh <laughs> Fake manta ray, fake manta ray suit. Yeah, uh, the, Mar- fake, the fake manta ray. All right, I don't want to hear Marlon Barfight, Diamond Iguana. You took it too far. <laughs> Sorry, it was kind of funny at first. Now I just feel like it's gratuitous. That's what we are. That's what you are. I am not gratuitous. You talk way more than I do. But with meat to the bone, you just are like Diet Coke. 
like filling, but no calories. People love Diet Coke. They do. Yeah. It's a great way to starve yourself. There's a John Candy it. diet. It's, it's so great. You know, he's like a pack of cigarettes and Diet Coke. So they said he he does like 15 Diet Cokes and like eight oh, packets God. of uh, peanut M&Ms oh, and zero water drinks during Christ. his uh, golf rounds. That's terrible. Well, you don't like John, John Daly? No, you said John Candy the first time, by the way. I yeah. let it slide. Yeah. I was like, what, why does John Candy Well, I was thinking about the Coke? candy he was eating. Yeah. Candy makes you dandy. Yeah. Who can make the sun rise? <laughs> I thought we were going to do short circuit this week, and you were like, license no, to kill. You, that's, you recommended it. And I was like, I, I, I won't give you that. No. Can, well, I got to be honest with you. The reason we didn't do short circuit is because the numbers from last week's episode were so bad that I was like, nope. We got Highlander all of a sudden was incredibly surprising and was great. We slide from Highlander to Splash. Uh, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> just so we know, there's a reason that it flopped both in the theaters and on our show because nobody likes that movie. Yep. We got comments from people too. Oh, people were not happy. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's not that great yeah. of a movie, guys. However, 007, this will be a tricky one because I, this is one I'll stand behind. I was telling you last week it was painful for me to talk about Splash because I rewatched it. And I'm like, nah. But watching License to Kill again, it still is good. Oh, yeah. man, I, this is my favorite bond. Is that weird? It's my favorite Bond, for sure. None of the new ones? No. Skyfall? I don't like the new ones because yeah. the new ones are just like John Wick movies with like a little bit of romance. And I don't mind yeah. John Wick, but it's not to me Bond. Bond is this. What about Goldeneye? Bond is villains, yeah. sharks, yeah. beautiful women, gratuitous nudity, <laughs> all the things a young man needs. And to, the gambling. You love, the, love the yeah. oh, this is there's no 10,000 And hand. there's no there's no bank hark or whatever that game is. I understand. This Baccarat. is Blackjack. Yeah. This I understand. What did you call it? Bank hark? No, because that's what he says. It's, you're right. It's called Backrack, but there's like this. I don't know what it means, but when he's playing it, he'll say Bankark or whatever. Go check it up. If you okay. think I'm lying. But <laughs> Daddy does know Blackjack. Yeah. Oh, I know myself some Blackjack. He's a good player. I don't know. He split eights, right? Did you do that? I did not even pay attention to what he was doing. Seriously? I blacked out when I saw it was Blackjack and my hands started shaking terribly. <laughs> do you split eights or no? It depends what it's against. I want to go play blackjack with you sometime in a casino. No, you don't. It'll make you really uncomfortable. Well, I'll play like one fifth of what your hands are. I don't. I I think it's going to be hard for me to spend time with you outside of the recording studio. It's true. I I have such disdain evidence. For evidence you. has shown that you don't like doing that. I don't. <laughs> It's a rich book of evidence. Yeah. Next, uh, welcome to the show. If you have not been to our show before, and by been, I mean listening to it. Salutations. Make sure you subscribe or like or leave a review. We like those as well. If you're looking for more content than you're getting right now, check out all of our social media platforms, especially TikTok, at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. That's also our website. That's also our Patreon, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Those are all the ways that you can show support for the show. I'm not going to pussyfoot around this. I'm not going to octopush a foot around this, Max. I am going to do a lot of Sean Connery to the Penton Man will pass. The Penton Man kneels before. This is a Timothy Dalton movie. Yeah, I know. But I, I love myself some Sean Connery. You know Sean Connery? Yeah, there's a spotlight of him in it. Like You see him for a second? No. When? Never. Okay. No, I, made that I, I hate when you do that. It's never funny. <laughs> one time. I think I laughed at it like two months ago. You did it one time. I'll get you clever. again. I'll get you again. Oh, you're playing the odds as always, Max. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Hit lives me. in a <laughs> Who goes to a church on holy ground? Sir, you have 19. <laughs> Hit me. I too like to live dangerously. <laughs> That's fantastic. Absolutely found. 20. Hit. <laughs> this might be the most Austin Powers influenced uh, James Bond. You know what I mean? Wouldn't like, you mean that this influenced Austin Powers. Yep. Austin Powers didn't influence this yep. movie. Yep. There's I mean, a little bit of a time problem there, but that's okay. Well, he got frozen, so yeah, I mean, no, like, that's not... that movie came out. Well, I don't know. <laughs> did, did you see the Easter egg where Mike Myers was in this? I did. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know what? You should do a podcast by yourself that is dead. I did. That is dead. It's terrible. I'm giving you a better one. What was it called? Maximum Overdrive? Maximum Volume. <laughs> 
What's I'm that? 86 Stephen King movie. But you should do Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. The worst Stephen King movie ever. And you should just have a weekly podcast talking about it. I'd be down with that. I know you would. Yeah. No, you should do one that strictly focuses on every episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay. Because I, I feel like that sense of humor is 100% in line with like you. Like, Word of the day. Word of the day. Yeah. We stopped doing that. I know. Can you do the voice? No. Oh. No, not okay. at all. Max, the story of this movie. It's very disappointing. License to, to kill. James Bond is on possibly his most brutal mission yet. That is a very, very fair statement. His good friend Felix Leiter is left near death by a drug lord, Franz Sanchez. Bond sets off on the hunt for Sanchez, but not everyone is happy. M does not feel Sanchez is their problem and strips Bond of his license to kill. Oh, no. Making Bond more dangerous than ever. Bond gains the aid of one of Leiter's friends known as Pam Bouvier, not related to Marge Bouvier from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. It's good to know. And sneaks his way into the drug factories that Sanchez owns. Will Bond be able to keep his identity secret or will Sanchez see Bond's true intentions? I don't know, Max, but I do know he's got a license to kill. <laughs> and to seduce. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. He just gives him those green eyes and the girl swoons. So every time we do a movie like this, I always at one point or another will tell you that this is my favorite part of the podcast. When we dig deep into a movie and uncover things that I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I didn't think of it before. So this movie took place in 89, came yep. out in 89. Correct. This is the height of the AIDS epidemic. Yep. That's why they don't show Bond doing the Sean Connery with like 15 different women. Yeah. They tapered down the amount of sex because of the... And now, Timothy Dalton was interviewed on this and denied it, but then years later admitted that's why he wasn't as sexy as Mr. Connery because they were kind of Still like, pretty sexy. Reeling it in. They're trying to reel it in. I don't know. Bit. I mean, like, he's got two smoke shows. I know, but with... two, a standard Bond movie, that's like a light breakfast. That's nothing. But like... Does it always happen that within five words they're just butter? Yes, okay. It's amazing. I think it's a, butter and jealous, like immediately. Like it, I, I love James. Yeah, <laughs> it usually takes a little longer. This time I felt like it was instant. I like, li- I liked it. No, I, I did too. I like my women. Like I like my coffee. Instant. Ground up and frozen That's, in the oh freezer. Oh, my God almighty. That's horrifying. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, so of all of the films when we talk about all of the different Easter eggs and behind-the-scene facts, Bond movies are almost – they're built for Comic-Con. I mean, they have like, uh, it's almost like uh, if we did Marvel, there's so many different like, wow, I can't believe this happened. So on this movie, we'll jump into it and then we'll get into the characters. But I'll say this, the first thing that's kind of incredible about this movie is it really shouldn't have been made. All of these different things happened that made it difficult for this film to get made. So the first of which is in 85, there's something called the E.D. Levy tax and it got removed. And this was something in the UK. And when that tax tax got removed, it put extra costs on any foreign filmmakers within the country. Oh, interesting. So like how Marvel shoots in Atlanta because there was tax breaks. You got stuff. it. You yeah, got yeah. it. So this was, was the Transformers done in Detroit because of that? I, yeah. Well, for a while, Detroit had incredible tax yeah. breaks. I think they changed some yeah, yeah. of them. This was the first James Bond film with not one piece of footage shot in the UK. Oh, wow. And they- Yeah, they, you're right. They thought that might help because a lot of the US shot films were doing well. But obviously, uh, by the way, I'm jumping all around. This movie is not a flop. It made $152 million. It was only a flop compared to what the studio thought it was going to do. Yeah. But its numbers would not even come close to qualifying it as a flop. Well, I mean, like, Black Adam made, like, $400 million, and that movie is, like... But, yeah, but didn't it cost $350 million to make? It shouldn't. I know, right? It was... Boo. Yeah, boo. Uh, so, originally, the script for this, they were going to shoot in China. China. And they had... China. And they had a scene, like a chase scene on the Great Wall. That's so cool. But 
the Chinese government decided to meddle a little bit with the script and had some quote unquote, I'm air quoting because you can't see suggestions. And they were like, forget this, get us out of here. We don't want to deal with this. And they left China. They predominantly filmed in Mexico. Mexico City. That's right. Mexico City. Which is like the dirtiest place on the face of the earth. Apparently they had to bring in their own doctors because the pollution was so bad that everybody on the set was getting sick all the time. Yep. That's wild. Have you ever been? I've never been to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico City. Let's go together. I have no interest in that. Uh, The other other part of this that shouldn't have happened, almost didn't get done, there was a Writers Guild strike. Well, like now. Yeah, before uh, Maybomb was done, which left Wilson to finish the entire script. We should write a script right now. Yeah. And this is also the first Bond to not use an Ian Fleming title. All of the previous Bonds were tied to one of his novels. This was not. Oh, really? It borrowed. Yeah. It piecemealed some storylines and, and paid homage to a certain amount of things. In fact, since I've already sang it twice, Gladys Knight did the, I got a license to kill. If you listen to the beginning of that song, where it's like that horn, like, dun, dun, uh, it is almost the same metric music that you would listen to if you're listening to Goldfinger. Oh, so, so much so, and they even admitted they were paying homage to it. Yeah. They actually had to pay royalties to the original song that was uh, for Goldmember. So they ripped Goldmember, yeah. Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, behave. That's not, that's, not, that's not mine, baby. <laughs> One Swedish penis pump. Oh, no, that's not mine. We can say that? Penis pump, yeah. Okay. That's I, I can't. We've been doing this podcast for three years, and my inability to articulate to you what is appropriate and inappropriate content either means I'm the worst communicator in the world no, or me. or you have a learning disability. I just get excited when you say dirty words. I'm like, maybe that it means I can say dirty words, and then I say the wrong dirty words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Max, 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 Max. The original title was License Revoked. A lot worse. Well, it's that's not good. And also when they were test screening it in the Americas, people immediately thought of like your driver's license. Yeah. Like like License (laughs) to Drive. drive, What if License Revoked was the sequel to License to Drive? It sounds like it would be. It does. That's why they changed it. License License to Kill is awesome. How did they not jump on that right away? They should have a License to Drive sequel where Corey Feldman's avenging the death of uh, Corey Haim. Yeah. Like Mercedes Lewis got hammered because she's drunk and she got killed him in a drunk driving accident. Now they need to drag race. Your stream of consciousness is incredible. And that you're comfortable enough to just say these things is really a credit to your confidence. Am I, I offending like someone? No, I just... Oh. It's just <laughs> <laughs> you need a t-shirt yeah. like styles am I, am like I yours just, as am i offending someone I'm sure that's already question mark yeah i don't know take a look you never know <laughs> so what do you love about this movie like what's like give me the bullet points is it the for me it's the ridiculous amount of money that he just gets and gets to spend so like uh, all the money he's just it's funny money there's pers- he's got no rules too there's personal touch issues okay that have nothing to do with the movie that just happen to strike a chord with stuff that i love sharks I love sharks. You know I'm obsessed with sharks. Really? I didn't know that. I went cage diving with great white sharks. No way! I didn't yeah, when know I was, that. When I was in Australia. Oh, cool. Yeah. I lo- I, my whole life, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Like, I love sharks. Yeah. In fact, like, when he goes in there and says, oh, I'm looking for a carcaridon, car- car- I'm mispronouncing it. You knew the Latin term? Uh, immediately, yeah. because from Jaws. That's exactly when Richard Dreyfus is like, oh, yes, it's a carcaridon, carcaridon, whatever. And like, a great white shark. I'm like, oh, I knew it. And but which- like, you know what's unrealistic that he was asking for one? Because great white sharks can't be in aquariums because they get depressed. And, and they hit- bang their head in the wall. <laughs> which I also knew because of Jaws 3 when they tried to do that. And it was not working well. And they were like, this is the first time we've ever had one. Now, granted, that's not science-based fact, but I just remember learning about that many, many moons ago watching Jaws 3D. So, yeah, the reasons I like this movie, it's my favorite. First of all, I wasn't introduced to Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Like, I got into James Bond movies because this is a rare overlap 
of things my dad and I got along with really well. Mm. I've told you my dad, when my parents got divorced, he used to take me to see Van Damme movies and Seagal movies. Yeah, it was more corny than this. But he loved Bond movies. He read the novels. He loved the movies. He never introduced me to any of the earlier ones. But when I was old enough, which this was the time era when I was old enough, he would take me to go see these in the theater. So my introduction to Jane Bond was Timothy Dalton. That's a good one, actually. Now remember, He's the, underrated. Remember the first one that he did? Uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yes. Not uh, License to Kill, but The Living Daylights. Yes. Well, was The Living Daylights 87? That was. He's done one more, though. He did three. Dalton did two. Oh, he, he did? Was, he was signed up for a third. Oh, okay, got And it. ended up not doing it, yeah, but yeah. he only did two. So The Living Daylights. Yeah, The Living Daylights, the one, the guy that you love who's the milkmaid, but he's also, uh, he's was, I have a Hans' machine brother. Gun. Yeah. No, no. He's no, not he's, Hans, uh... uh Sven, no, not Sven. 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 He's the blonde dude's brother. He's the blonde guy's brother. Yeah. Anyways. It's embarrassing um, we don't know that. I know, the shame on us. But we, <laughs> we get so myopic about the film that we're doing in the given week that I can't think about other things. What's myopic mean? <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Is it like closed? Yeah, it's okay. You're fine. Like you're, a horse with great. blinders? Yes, yes. How about tunnel vision? We oh. get very tunnel vision. Okay. I'm going to go blindery. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call us. I'm getting all blindery. <laughs> All right, how about this? Myopic, nearsighted, lacking imagination, foresight, or intellectual insight. That sums me up pretty good. Yeah. Well, we get myopic. We get very, like, we lose all of our ability to think outside of what we're focused on. Now, when we do that, does mitosis happen? No. <laughs> That's good. Glucose. So this is my fault. You, you'll throw, you'll, throw, the out, you, you'll throw out like 10 of these, and I, only, I, I should never laugh at any of them. It's nope. 100% my fault. I don't even remember what we were talking about. How great is that? Uh, why you love Bond? Why I love Bond? Q, good Q movie. No, that's not. So what I was. So, <laughs> yeah, I hate Q. I, I like Q. It's the most Q's ever been involved in uh, the storyline. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's great. Uh, it reminds me very much of like an Alfred type figure from a Batman movie. Yeah, he's very fatherly in this. So the reason that I love this Bond movie the most, outside of the fact that the shark part, what Max? What in the hell Black are Jack? we talking about? Oh, that this is my James Bond, right? Yeah. So that, Timothy yes. Dalton. Timothy Dalton, 87. So 87. Yeah, we were talking about how he did these two movies. Timothy Dalton, when I saw the first one, The Living Daylights, remember how it's the girl who plays the cello and yep. he helps her defect? I had a huge crush on a girl when I was in elementary school who played the cello. So I, I did just tried to be James Bond. No, I didn't. But like in my head, I was. So this is, <laughs> I fell in love with James Bond as Timothy Dalton. So that's the first reason. The second reason, I talked about the sharks. The third reason is I, for whatever reason, was allowed to watch very violent movies when I was young. Yeah. And I didn't like the tongue-in-cheek, like, cheese. I wanted, like, grit. And this is a dark, gritty movie. It really is. If you, if you, I'm not saying compared to today's films, but compared to the Bond films, like, Sean Connery, there's all the tongue-in-cheek and silliness. This was, like, lighting people on fire, eating them, like, wife and husband attempted murder, wife killed the night, like... Just a lot of violence, a lot of shooting, a lot of killing. A lot of stakes. A lot of stakes. Yeah. Stakes? Like, there's stakes involved. Like, oh. everyone could die. Somebody say steak? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that from Deuce Bigelow? That's, of course. Of course. I'm Gigolo. so happy you knew yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a mistake. Did somebody say steak? Oh, you got me all excited. That's a huge, you know what. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I saw him live. He was really bad. 
Rob Schneider? You he, saw him live? He opened for Adam Sandler. Oh, all right. That's okay. Yeah. Well, that's friendship right there. I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> boy, oh boy, Bobby. Uh, Max, other facts about this movie. So like I said, this is one of the least commercially successful Bond movies. It wasn't a flop, but it's considered to be one of John Glenn's best 007s. It's his favorite, right? Yeah, and it's widely loved by fans and by critics. Raj like, gave it a three and a half stars. It's one of those weird places where like the money didn't match the love affair. Like Everybody loves this Bond. I don't hear anyone say anything negative about it. Ever. Ever? Ever. <laughs> Ever. So do you remember in the movie when Truman Lodge- uh, Who's like the accountant. Played the accountant, yeah. Played by Am- Anthony Stark. Of course he is. He's like the only way that you could figure your way into a 007 movie would be to be the nervous accountant. He's got 500 million in bearer bonds in his, just his jacket. 500 million dollars. Yeah. 500 million dollars. <laughs> so- at the very end, when the drug factory is on fire, and he said the setup cost them thirty-two million. That was an inside joke referring to the film's thirty-two million dollar budget. I love that. I I'm a huge fan of little nods, tips of the hat, if you will. Also, like that. I love when they're clever about uh, how they sneak cocaine in and stuff like that. The whole gasoline thing was fascinating to me. Yeah, I think that's how they do it <laughs> in real life. Yeah, that. Well, I mean, I've watched narcos a bunch of times sure gasoline was one of the ways they did it it makes sense because the smell well i don't know how drug dogs would pick up on it or not but yeah who knows yeah and also i mean like i love that it was kind of pablo escobar noriega as yeah. the villain yeah, yeah like that was very different than the bond movies before although well, well it was very relevant so yeah. they picked they picked the profile of who was the evil bad guy yeah at that time. Mm. Most of the other Bond films were very romanticized. Yeah, and, someone uh, petting a cat. Right, but this one was like in in the late 80s. That's what everybody was thinking about and talking about, you know? Yeah. But uh, Sanchez kind of a bad businessman. I like loyalty more than money. I'm like, I don't know about that, man. Well, that's just you. You are you couldn't possibly. Well, he screwed everything that. up because of that. Did he? Well, for or, did he, or did he screwed up because he murdered uh, well, Ryder's I mean, wife? So the only way he screwed up really is because he left to get his girlfriend and then whip her. No, because remember, he's like safe where he was and he had to go get her. Yeah. Because why what, Why would you want someone that doesn't want you? Uh, Max, these are these are deep thoughts by Max Sanders. This would be great on your solo <laughs> podcast. You should really write this stuff down. I've had 100 episodes of no, my you're solo gonna be podcast. Great. It's going to be great. It was uh, great. I'm excited to listen you to it. You hated it. I know. I never listened to a single episode. Uh, <laughs> the production had a really tough time pulling off a lot of the action and the stunts because MGM at the time was having troubles with their financials. I and found that wild because the stunts look really good, right? I think that this goes back to the big blockbuster. Like This was a property that never should be underfunded. If anything, it would be yeah. overfunded. This is Bond, right? Yeah. So I think it wasn't that it was depleted of all of its resources. It just wasn't as rich in resources. I don't know. The explosions, planes. By the way, I looked all over the internet for Manta this. Manta ray suits? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they skimped on the shark uh, budget, little by the bit, way. Little <laughs> when the shark pops up, you're like, little bit, nope. Little bit. Uh, with the semi-trailers, getting it on its side and having it cruise like that and then flip over, how did they do that? I don't know, but Schwarzenegger was, and Twins, they, how do they get even a car up on its side like that? I know, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be a cable. But that was an 18-wheeler, and it exploded know, afterwards. Wasn't that really cool? That kind of blew my mind. It wasn't CGI. It was like Dark Knight like level of cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I was just impressed that on a budget where they're like, oh, nope, we can't really do much. It's like this the special effects of this one blew me away the most. I well, think. that's great. Yeah. Good to hear. Thanks for sharing. Pam Bouvier, the Bond girl <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Uh, she is the first Bond girl to ever drink one of Bomb's signature vodka martinis. And Max, that's the other reason in general that I love Bond movies mm. is that who's who else do you know that loves vodka martinis? You do. That's my go to drink. It's yeah. my signature cocktail. You don't do shake and not serve, do you? I'd uh I'm trying to uh, 
no, I never asked for it that way. So do you know why? I do like an extra dirty. Yeah, you, yeah, extra dirty is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like drinking a uh, soup. juice. Yeah, it's good. Soup, good soup. <laughs> but do you know why he does shake and not stirred? I don't. So this is fascinating. I learned this from the West As Wing. As a bartender, I would hope you know this. No, I learned it from the West Wing, and then I looked it up online. So generally, uh, martini is stirred with a special uh, spoon. It's like a long spoon. Okay. And you do that so you don't chip the ice, so the ice doesn't melt into the uh, martini. So you're getting basically more pure alcohol. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. you shake it, that's an untraditional kind of – you're basically thumbing your nose at how it traditionally is. Because you're getting more ice in it, All right. so it's watered down, uh, so he could have more of them and pretend he's drunk, uh, even though he's actually drinking more water. That is legitimately, fa- that, if I can speak English, <laughs> that's legitimately fascinating. <laughs> it's worse. Mane pane. Isn't that actually kind of cool? That's actually really cool. Yeah. Good for you. Thank I, you. You finally brought something to the show. And I also learned from spies that uh, if you're drinking with people while you're out, when you're halfway done a drink, order the next drink. So it looks like you're still drinking more. You see what I'm saying? Like the yeah. drink's like halfway down yeah. and you keep going. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Mane pane. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? A lot. If a anyone lot. out there does a drinking game for for our pod, it has to be every time he says money penny, you take a drink. So Carrie Lowell, who plays uh, Pam Bouvier. Yeah, she's amazing. She, she was so good yeah. at what she did that they used to call her Pambo. That's really good. Instead of Rambo. That's really good. She also, this is one of those moments where it was a duh, connect the dots. I know we're not into characters yet. Yeah. She's totally from Law and Order. She's the assistant district attorney. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh my God, I totally know her. Max, uh, hot take. I think she's the most beautiful Bond girl ever. Whoa. Uh, so I'm going to tell you why. Who does she kind of feel like when you when you see her? Who, what kind of vibe does she put off with that short hair? Mary Stuart Masterson. Bingo, bango. Yeah. yeah. Tell me that she doesn't have like, tell me if you had to swap the two that you couldn't pull it off. I think off. she's prettier. Yeah. I think she is prettier. And yeah. You know how I feel about Mary. Uh, she's my girl. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's the, my favorite Bond girl. No, Who's the, your favorite Bond girl? Uh, the one that chokes people with their legs in Golden Eye. Yeah. She, she, has looks, a, she has a big dog too, doesn't she? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love her. Or uh, Terry Hatcher. I love her. Or Denise Richardson. <laughs> She's the, Denise she's Richards? The Richards, not Richardson. <laughs> Is she married to the new quarterback for the Colts? <laughs> what, Andy uh, Richardson? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a license to kill. Wayne Newton in this movie. Oh, Wayne. I love that he's like Wayne Newton is just a fan and he sends a, a letter to the producers. He's like, he's like, he's really good actor. Actually. He's incredible. In Vegas in Vacation. He's amazing. too. So let me ask you, yeah. is this one of your favorite 80s cameos? And does this count as a cameo? It's kind of. Yeah. No, no. This is a cameo. This might be the best one. It's one of my favorites. And I love that they just have it in passing. It's like, this is supposed to be a front, but he actually makes a tidy profit. I know. He's great. He's great. He's just, he's got, he, he plays such like a dirty perv so well. So do right? you think, so Gene Simmons was supposed to be in this movie? Right. He, you I, think it was this role? I think he might have been Robert Davies' role. Yeah. I don't think it would have so been this role. he's incredible in Runaway. Oh, really? So you never I, seen it? I'm not. Oh, dude, yeah. it's Tom Selleck and Robots. Oh, wait, I have. That's yeah. a lie. Yeah. Yeah, those little cars that go yeah. underneath stuff. I have seen it. That's Gene Simmons. You're right. Yeah, and he's excellent as a he bad really guy. really good. You know what? The fact that I didn't even put two and two together. It means just, how good he was. how good yeah. he was. You're right. Because he's not like licking how people I, yeah, yeah, bragging yeah. about uh, the women he slept with. Yeah. He is something else. Yeah, he he's not great. Absolutely something else. <laughs> this is the final Bond film in which uh, Richard Maybaum had a part in writing the screenplay. He died in 1991. This seems like it was the end of an era of James Bond people, the directors, the writers. Well, there's a gap. There's a fairly large gap. Five years. Yeah, so originally they were ready to go on the third film. And I think a lot of people 
misconstrued why it disappeared. Some people thought it because it wasn't as successful, but again, we kind of debunked that it was successful. It was because they wanted Dalton to sign on for more than one more, and he didn't want to. Mm. So then after that, it went into legal woes and ownership and property and blah, blah, blah. And the next time you kick it back up again, it's Pierce Brosnan, uh, late 90s. Early 90s, 94. Really? Mid-90s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 007, Goldeneye. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. Mid-90s. Yeah. Whatever. Late, mid. <laughs> the point is, it took a nice little mid. break. How did you feel about Pierce Brosnan? He didn't really do it for me. No, I like Goldeneye. And I, I only like it as the video game, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, great bad guy. It's the, uh, what's his name? The guy who dies in everything. He dies in Lord of the Rings. Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. If you don't know the name, don't make the point. Man. Yeah, that's fair. Jesus, come on. So you, the title song, by the way, do you know who originally they wanted? And they actually got him to make a track and they declined it? Eric Clapton yeah. and Some other dude. Vic something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. I but did Eric Clapton, that. I want to hear that You're mix. Good. Yeah. Layla, it's the corniest. I got a license to kill. It's the corniest me. intro ever, by the way. I wish that they get like Huey Lewis to do an intro. <laughs> That'd be great. Hip to be a square or something. Yeah, something Hip like to that. be a square. Calm down now. No. Uh, this was also the Who final. Who would be the worst intro song? Not answering your weird questions. This um, is also uh, obviously Weird Al. Uh, this is the final. <laughs> great. This is the final band. This is the, this is the only movie where James Bond orders a Budweiser. Yes. With, with a, a lime. lime. Uh, really blah. gross. So I love, by the way, in the bar scene, <laughs> all the bar extras are from Mexico. It does feel real. Except for the, the dancer. Yeah. Janine so, Bisango. Do you know what I love more about? She, that she keeps dancing? Do you know what I love more about that bar scene? Strippers? No. The whole fight. It's like that one sequence hits another sequence and all of a sudden there's a huge riot. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, Police Academy. Uh, remember when they have the huge riot because, like, one guy yeah, bumps yeah. into another yeah. guy? In this movie, that bar scene almost looks identical to Airplane <laughs> when they have the bar fight. It remember really the, does, the yeah. Girl Scouts? Like, yeah. it was just, all of a sudden, you turn around, and all these people are fighting who are uninvolved in the fight. And by the way, you know guns. Does a shotgun actually do that to a wall? No, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> okay, I was wondering. Thank you for bringing that up. I had it on my list. No, no. I th- not no absolutely not that clean no it was, that was absurd it was a perfect hole super absurd yeah. additionally like the recoil would be a little bit more than her just lightly handling it but whatever I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick on that I think you mentioned this but Franz Sanchez yep. that name was a tip of the hat to Frank Sinatra who was a huge fan and also friends of is it broccoli or broccoli because it looks like broccoli Albert broccoli I want to say broccoli I'm gonna say broccoli because it sounds nicer <laughs> he was also friends with Robert Davy um, and a huge Bond fan like I mentioned this was his way of paying homage to the Frank, the Franker. So I thought this was kind of like a, I don't know, I, I guess coincidental funny thing, but um, you know how Carrie Lowell was on Law and Order? Yeah. Her co-star was Benjamin Bratt. You know who that is? Yeah. You know, uh, like a modern family plays the, the strange. Yeah, you got it. He, down the road, ended up marrying Talissa Soto, who played Lupe. So oh, there's yeah. a small seven degrees of separation. And he's thing. on Law and Order, too. He is? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, he's yes. He's a handsome man. Yes, yes, yes. You ever seen Blood In, Blood Out? I love that movie. Uh, Max, what other facts do you have? Because I feel like we're getting to the edge of the fact cliff, and we will go over to our characters pretty soon. So I guess uh, Robert Davey method acted <laughs> playing Franz San- Sanchez. That has to be very unpleasant to be around. Let's call him Sanchez. He's very charming, Franz though. Franz doesn't feel So good. maybe he was nice. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the product placement, there's a ton of it in this movie. Anheuser-Busch, Carlsberg Beer, Lark Cigarettes, Kenworth Trucks, Rolex Watches, Aerospatial Helicopters, Stoli Vodka, Cuddy Shark, Scotch Whiskey. Excellent. So a lot of people in movies drink Cuddy Shark, and it's no longer like really a big thing. Was it any good back in the day? Was I drinking in in the eighties? Good fellas. Was I? I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm not that much older than you. Like, what was it like? What was it like cracking the first barrel of Cuddy? 
Tell me, Mo. What was it like? <laughs> hate you so much. Maroon. Uh, maroon. So I guess people, you said there was no bad criticism. People panned it as a Miami Vice ripoff. Really? Yeah. I mean, the drug part of it, I guess I kind of understand, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just because of the water skiing scene. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It's really cool. Also, that little mini sub totally reminds me of Jaws 4. Yeah. Little mini sub. <laughs> a lot of cool toys. Yeah. So they explode. Well, they get such marvelous. <laughs> The the exploding head thing was pretty gruesome. I guess it was more gruesome, and they had to take parts of it out to make it PG-13. Yeah, so that went back a couple times. There's some other rating system that exists uh, across the pond, and they got like a very harsh rating, which would have been the equivalent of R rating. I think the only reason they didn't get R is because they didn't have a ton of nudity. Nope. There's no boobs in this. Uh, There is at the very beginning. Is there? It's hard to see, but you pause it just right now. I, I I think there is. I mean, there's a lot of like see-through negligee type stuff, you know? A lot of dresses that get like cut off. They're yeah, like, check absolutely. out my gun. Sure, sure. Wayne Newton. Well, how many? Have there been R-rated Bond movies? Yeah. How many? The Give me uh, all of them. List uh, them alphabetically and then chronologically. The last one. I know that. <laughs> the last one. Skyfall was R, I think. Skyfall. I don't think I've seen the last one. I kind of got... I. Skyfall is the best one. All right, well, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Now that you made such a bold statement. All right, Max. Well, I think unless you've got any other facts, we are are we good on facts? Yeah, let's do ads. Why don't we do ads? Let's take a break from a word from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. The hotel is James Bond's weapon of choice. But if he was ever going to sell, settle down with money, penny, he would probably want a house maybe on the water in the Riviera, the, the Riviera, the yeah. Lake Como. There we go. Italy. The best group to speak with if you're looking for a house is Dolby Real Estate. They're going to find you a great house. Or if you got to sell the condo or house you're in right now, they're going to get you top dollar so you can live your fantasy out as an international man of mystery. Oh, behave, Max. <laughs> I don't care if you're Sean Connery. I don't care if you're Roger Moore. But I do care if you're Timothy Dalton because I do love myself some Timothy Dalton. You got to find Dolby Real Estate in your Rolodex, not your Rolex because he likes to wear Rolexes. Max, I'm all over the map. Reach out to Dolby Real Estate. Have the best home buying or home selling experience you can. $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Reach out to him today. Tell him the buzz of the tower sent you. All right, Max, are we ready? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, 1989 License to Kill directed by John Glenn. So he did, for your eyes only, Octopussy, A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights, License to Kill. He's just a and Bond guy. most importantly, Max, Aces, Iron Eagle 3. <laughs> I thought he did Iron Eagle 2. Did he? I, yeah. only, I only saw Aces, <laughs> Iron Eagle 3. <laughs> like, talk about like a drop fall from grace. Yeah, right? it's not like, great. Uh, let's see. Written by Michael Wilson. So he wrote almost all of the same ones I just read you. Uh, and then Maybaum also did that, plus he did Ransom. Yeah. Give me back my son. We were just talking about Ransom last week. Yeah, right? I love Ransom. That's a good, good flick. Good flick. He wrote movies in the 30s. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yes. He wrote the original Great Gatsby. I don't know what Gat... Ga- ga- Great Gatsby. Black Betty. I know. I'm just mocking your inability to speak. <laughs> Timothy Dalton. James Bond. So handsome. Max, so many great roles. He's six foot two. Max. Yeah. Do you remember him as 
Prince Baron from Flash. Uh, of course. Of course. He puts his hand in the deadly you're, like poison thing. You're damn right. Yeah. 19 in the poison tree. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's burning. It's burning. <laughs> uh, that like traumatized me. And and I, what doesn't traumatize? Traumatize you. Traumatize. <laughs> Transformers. Traumatize are you the gonna day. See, are you going to see the new Transformers? The Beast Wars one? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. The Living Daylights in 87. Licensed to Kill in 89. Boris Pachenko in The Beautician and the Beast, the yes, finest yeah. Fran Drescher <laughs> film I've ever seen. Jesus smoke show. How about Hot Fuzz in 07? How do you feel about Hot Fuzz? I love them. I love them. It's right. so great. He's Simon Skinner. He gets his neck impaled by the miniaturization of the town. Sure. Yeah. Max, best role ever. Mr. Pricklepants. Mr. Pricklepants. Toy Story <laughs> 3? And 4. And 4. Yeah. Very, very committed to his acting. German Hedgehog. <laughs> Ah, Mr. Pricklepants. What a, what a fun career he had. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He I, I'm surprised he doesn't still do stuff, right? Well, no. So he does theater and he does uh, TV, too. Seems like he just has a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're having a good time. Having a good time. Max, let's talk about Robert Davey. Your favorite. Is this your favorite Bond villain? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I think you should already know this, but let's start. From the beginning. That's where I like to start. Jake Fratelli of the Fratelli family, The Goonies, 1985. Oh, so let me. Do you remember? Yeah, he's a jazz vocalist. Oh, my God, dude. You can't forget his face because it's got the craters in it. And he is fantastic in in The Goonies. He. And I love, uh, what's his face? Pants. He has that weird last name. Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Yeah. He's great. And Mama Fratelli's great, but Jake's my guy. So then he's Max Keller in Raw Deal in 86. Tony Moretti, Action Jackson, 88. Yep. Completely different role. A little strung out, like gets murdered, freaking out dude. Uh, Max, you ready for the big connection? Yep. I know you've been excited and thinking about nothing except this all that day. That he was in Showgirls? No. No. That's incredible, though. Yeah. He was Big Johnson, not Little Johnson, in Die Hard. <laughs> so 1988 in Die Hard, there is a introduction of two characters, Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Big oh, Johnson junior high. is played by Robert Davey. <laughs> Little Johnson is played by Grand Bush. That's his name. That's his name. That's his name, <laughs> Grand Bush. Those two come in at the very end of the movie as FBI agents. They also both appear in License to Kill. Grand Bush is one of the DEA guys at the beginning, yep. or CIA, yeah. or whatever it is. He's got the Jerry Curl. He does have the Jerry Curl. And then, obviously, the Sanchez to our Sanchez, the bad guy. Yeah. So there's your tie to Die Hard. Both executive produced by Joe Silver, which I suspect is why they both were in both films. Oh, interesting. Additionally, Robert Davey is in Predator 2, Captain Phil Heineman. He's so cool. Do you think he, I bet he's a fun guy to hang out with. Seems like it. Yeah. Maniac Cop. I know you love those movies. He's in about two or three of them. <laughs> Cops and Robertsons. I didn't know that one. Yep. Uh, and then he's Stan in The Hot Chick, and he's also in The Expand. And he's also in The Expendables <laughs> the Expendables. Three. <laughs> he's, also in the, he's also in The Lunchables 3. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> Pizza edition. <laughs> my egg. I knew that was coming. I was ah! trying to even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, that's really good. All right. Carrie Lowell, Pam Bouvier. We talked about Law and Order. She was in that from 96 to 2022. 50 episodes. You got it. Uh, she also was in Sleepless in Seattle. Who is she? I don't know. Is, is Maggie Baldwin, <laughs> 1993. The level of investigation of the show is so I'm I totally remember uh, Talissa Soto, who played Lupe Lamora. She's a smoke show. Mortal Kombat. She's yeah. a katana. She is. I totally remember Like that the purple now. leather. It yeah. took me a, Wow. I hate when your voice gets like that. It's really, really creepy. Formative. Frank McRae, who plays Sharky. Wait, whoa, whoa. You missed, though. Uh, she's the seductress in Spy Hard. 
Yes. Spy Hard. How can I forget Spy Hard? You got to spy. That's a that's a Weird Al song. I know, Max. Yeah. I know. Thank you. He said he uh, couldn't do it. He did it. Frank McRae, who plays Sharky. <laughs> He's Private Ogden Johnson Jones in the movie 1941, which yep. is 1979. I need to see this. You love this movie. I, I really do. Yeah. He's Hayden in 48 Hours and has an uncredited reprisal of that in another 48 Hours. He's Grover in National Lampoon Vacation. Yep. You and I have I've mentioned this to you before. Remember the the very opening scene of Red Dawn? He's Mr. Teasdale. Yeah, he's he gets shot up. Oh, he gets shot up bad. Yeah. And then uh, he's Harry Noble in Batteries Not Included, his best role. I, I love yeah, him. Yeah, I think that. so. Okay, he's that's, adorable. That's 87. Now, Max, here's where it gets fun. Okay. He's Eclipse in Lockup. Tell me that that role isn't the equivalent of, help me with the name, the crow guy from Shawshank Redemption. Brooks. Isn't he kind of the version of Brooks for Lockup? Yeah, that whole movie's a rip. Well, actually, no, it was made before. Did Shawshank yeah, rip why that? Why do you have so many problems? No, it's it's separate, but you your timetable thing. What did you just do that before, at the beginning of the episode? Remember you did one, and I was like, I think Austin you're- Austin Powers? Yeah, you're like, they ripped off Austin Powers. I was like, no, sir, they did not. No, they did not. Uh, uh, he's Captain- <laughs> This is kind of funny. When you look at the actual timeline- He's Captain He's Captain. He's Captain- <laughs> That's He's the captain now. Again, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> It's just going to feed your idiocy. He's Captain Doyle in Loaded Weapon in 92. He's Decker in Last Action Hero 93. It's basically the same tongue-in-cheek yeah, role. Like I'm, It's really good. It's funny. He's in 48 Hours, too, in used cars. I, I for sure said that he was in 48 Hours. Oh. I then said he had an uncredited cameo in another 48 Hours. Spent at least a minute talking yeah. about it. What about Rocky too? He's the meat foreman. No. Nope. nope. Didn't mention that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't in the 80s. Yep. It was in 78. Well, you mentioned 90s movies, too. Just one. Yeah. You done? You mentioned two. Wait, did I Did I forget to mention 48 Loaded Hours? Weapon. No. <laughs> Loaded Weapon is in the 90s. Did I mention Loaded Weapon? Well, and last year, yes, yes, you did. And last year. And last year, giggity, <laughs> All right. Giggity, giggity. Are we ready? Yep. I didn't do all the characters in this movie. I just did the ones that kind of excited me. Do you know who Everett McGill is? Yeah, dude, I he I recognize him. I was like, where is he from? So do you do you know what you recognize him from? Well, you and I probably both recognize him from different things, but but I recognize his he plays Killifer in this movie. Yep. What did you recognize him from? Under Siege Two. Okay, so that, that's not what I recognize. When, when, when he uses the pepper spray as like mouth cleaner, remember? Yeah, yep. It's like the coolest thing ever. Have you ever seen the movie The People Under the Stairs? No, it's a horror film. Yeah, it's it's super weird. Like it's basically this husband and wife who raise an adopted daughter in a house that they don't let her outside ever. But there's all these like abandoned wildlings that live underneath the stairs that Ew. are like monsters. It's yeah. weird. He's the dad, and it's very, very dark and weird. He's a creepy looking dude. Yeah. He was I in just, Twin Peaks, too. Twin Peaks? Twin is, Peaks. Is that, like, Twin tw Peaks. Is that starring 12-year-olds? <laughs> Twin Peaks. God, I hate you so much. Sorry. It's okay. It's your those big, juicy lips of yours. <laughs> God, I, I really don't want to do I quit the podcast today. <laughs> you just walk out. Walk out. Uh, Priscilla Barnes, who plays Della Churchill. So I only brought her into this because I'm watching her as I'm rewatching this movie, and she's Lighter's fiance, wife, gets married. And she makes out with Bond. She does. Like, Bond, uh, Bond is really aggressive. Like, congrats on your marriage. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Uh, it was weird. This, like, well, don't I mean, get Selena. I guess though, if you're married. friends with Bond, do you just kind of accept that like he has for sure slept with every girl you've ever dated? Yeah, or, that's like, probably true. And your mom and yeah. your sister yeah. or whoever. Okay. So <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> super aggressive. So I, I looked at her. I'm like, why is she so familiar to me? And then it came to me a bolt of lightning. Come and knock at my door. Three's company? 
she replaced Suzanne Summers. She oh. was the next Chrissy. And I totally remember watching her and seeing her. I'm like, that's her. Yeah. That's where she's from. Can we talk about the best actor in this entire movie? Yes. Who? Do you know who it is? Nope. Guess. Don't know. It's by a mile. Don't. So who is it? This, this person has won an Oscar. I don't know. Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. He is pretty good. <laughs> the youngest Bond villain ever to play up to that point. 21 years old when he was in this he movie. He is so handsome and cool in this movie. What's he been in recently that's exciting for you? Uh, what do the, you like him The in? French Dispatch. Yeah. But uh, Avengers, The Collector. Yeah. yeah. But um, back in the day, Sicario, The Usual Suspects, yeah. Sin City, yeah. Jackie Boy. Yeah. And you know what's underrated for him? The Fan. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was great in The Fan. Yeah. Or Fear and Loathing. He's creepy as all heck. So I'll give you the re- the one thing that you missed. His film debut, Big Top Peewee, Dog no Face Boy. No way. Is he, he was the Dog Face Boy oh in Big Top God. Peewee. Yeah. That's wild. That's super wild. Yeah. That's he's, your Benicio Del Toro. He's very intimidating in this movie. Got a jawline that could cut glass. They liked him because he had that weird darkness to him with a little bit of silliness. So yeah. that's why he got the role. Yeah. So there you go. All his roles are like that, too. And you blew my mind, uh, the guy whose head exploded, Milton Crest, yes. uh, the actor, Anthony Zerby. I didn't know what he's from. First of all, he's in Steel Dawn. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's incredible. Steel but Dawn. he looks recognizable, and you're like, what do I know him from? In Matrix Reloaded, he's like the counselor, the main dude who talks to Keanu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's just, he's, it's such a different role than this that you don't remember him like that. You're totally right. Yeah. So I thought this was kind of cool. David Hedison, who played uh, Felix Leiter in this movie, is the only actor to have ever played Felix Leiter opposite two different James Bonds. He was Felix Leiter in the Live and Let Die 1973, Mm. and they brought him back in 89 for License to Kill. When he was interviewed about it, he's like, I didn't expect almost 20 years later to come back and reprise the same role, but he did. He's 61. I guess. He looked great for 61. They were worried about when they brought him back, he had to do that parachute scene that he'd be able to handle it. It looks a little forced. well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the whole parachute. By the way, parachute into a wedding. Talk, cool. talk about people stealing things. This movie came out in '89. Tell me that, uh, and I love this movie. And I hate to say it. Tell me, Point Break didn't rip a page out of this for the entire parachuting scene. Does this uh, feel like it? No, because that felt like adventure sports stuff <laughs> and like actual skydiving. You don't think that rappelling from a chopper into, and by the way, well, Swayze is an actual skydiver. I know. Yeah. No, I don't think so. All right, fine. Can you actually just attach to a plane? Yeah. Probably wouldn't work. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that chopper was really high in the air. Why do I not think that they could get that high up in the air? I don't know. Is that a weird emo thing? Or? I have no idea. Because you see choppers normally. They're not like 10,000. Get to the chopper. <laughs> By the way, do you see the preview for the new Netflix Arnold documentary? I did. Oh, it looks man. Awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah. Max, are there any other characters that you want to discuss? Uh, from uh, no, everyone's kind of just like beholden to Bond movies. Like It's not like anyone was big otherwise. Although right. Benicio Young is pretty cool. He, he was. Max, favorite scenes from the movie. What do you got? Oh, my God. Uh, the... Semi truck scene at the end, you think it's gonna be like one of those lame kind of ending ones. It's really cool. There's just explosions and the the striker missiles and like the machine guns and the weird bad acting by the drivers. Yep. Like it's very enjoy and also like everyone gets sprayed with cocaine yep. and stuff like that. Like it seems to be okay with yeah. that. All right, let me give you one, we'll go back to you, we'll go back and forth. Uh this is one of my favorite scenes for one of the worst reasons. It's the worst scene in the movie. But it's just hilarious to me. So he's pulled into Hemingway's house, like, yeah. like the museum to meet with M and the rest of uh, his British crew. Yep. And they tell him he's got to turn in his gun and his passport or just his gun? His license to kill. His license to kill. It's an it's actual a, physical a, thing. It? It's like a, a library card, I guess. So <laughs> he turns it in and he does like a, a couple kicks and punches and he bails and the sniper just starts shooting at him to kill him. Yeah. And then... M is like don't shoot civilians. No, but no. But more important than that, M's like good luck because he secretly wanted him to do that. That's a big emotional sway from like shoot him to good luck. It's like that ex boyfriend or a girlfriend who you're like 
shooter. No, and then I hope you have the talk yeah. your way out of this one. That's fine. Yeah, it's like please come back. All right. Well, yeah. I thought that was absurd. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll just uh, move back to you. More favorite scenes. I got two more favorite scenes for you. Anything in the water, like all the underwater stuff. The water stuff is cool. Like getting Sanchez out of the, uh, <laughs> he just drives the truck out of the water and they have the divers ready. That's cool. What? It's just neat. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. Ready, man. It's all good. Yeah. All good, baby. All good. <laughs> or the, uh, what's it called? Ski diving or ski snowing? Ski, ski snowing. What's it called? Water you... skiing? Yeah. <laughs> Ease your feet. Ski snowing. <laughs> ski Oh, man. That. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I derailed my train of thought ski, yeah. ski snowing is stuck in my head now or any scene where bond is pretending to be dirty with sanchez is pretty cool too oh max you and your fourth grade jokes no i didn't mean that <laughs> but uh also the chinese guys mortal kombat he's in from mortal kombat yeah 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 uh my favorite scenes i really love the, the bank, bank scene yeah, yeah <laughs> i really love the bank scene is great when he's like making the deposit uh any any james bond movie where q introduces like the, the gadgets and weapons and toys. That's the one bummer about this movie. There's not there's that no many car. Cool. There's no car. Yeah, sure. That's like my he's signature. Driving like a, he's driving like a Cadillac. It doesn't matter. Right? I don't care what he's driving. It's the signature Q vehicle where he goes over all the cool stuff that it does. Yeah. That's like, they did it in uh, the Living Daylights they had. Yeah, it. why didn't they do it? I, I don't know. I, they just didn't. That's they like a Bond stable. You're I, right. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, I also, I really, it's lame, but like I love the boat scene chemistry when he's out of gas and she's like, oh, I haven't heard this one in a while. And like she immediately goes from this contentious relationship to like, I got a license to kiss you and my mouth is open. That's, <laughs> that's from, <laughs> it's from the living daylights. What's from living daylight? The out of gas thing, isn't it? No, no. The, on the boat. When the boat gets shot, when they leave the bar and they get in the middle of the oh, water. Right, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Sorry, man. living daylight. By the way, just so you know, yeah. I thought you were trying to tell me that <laughs> was from the living daylights. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That exact noise. Oh. Dalton's a loud makeout artist. Dear Jeebus. <laughs> Max, any other thoughts on this before we go to our fan spotlight? Nope. <laughs> Good work, Max. Good work as always. And that takes us to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Next, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Maximilian Rakosi. Did you pick him because his name is Maximilian? Because that's amazing. <laughs> He's just a movie fan. What's like, your Max short for? Maxwell. Maxwell. The lame one. Yeah, the super lame. Yeah. Shock. Shock. Can, the way I like money, I should be Maximilian. You should be Maxipad. That's what you should be short That's been a for. nickname of mine before. Did I just trigger you? Is that like your childhood flashing in front of your No. Face? One person called me and I didn't like it. <laughs> is that me? No, no, it was a it was a former skis employee. He uh, he meant it endearingly, but he would always be like, eh, "I don't want to." Yeah, it's all right. Are you okay? It was. I, I, it was what, what what was that? It was a little tired. <laughs> all right, there you go. Uh, all right, Max. Let's see. Maximilian is a huge fan of the show. Avid listener. Let's see what he had to say about License to Kill. License to Kill is uh interesting because uh it's kind of got like buddy cop elements with uh. Bond's friend in the CIA. It opens up with them kind of uh, capturing a plane with a helicopter right as they attend a wedding. And then another attendee of the wedding gets thrown into a pit with a shark right after. It's really fast-paced. And that's interesting to me because even even some of the most uh, grandiose sort of scale James Bonds, they don't uh, 
they don't approach this level of pace. It feels like like an action movie uh, more than anything else. And uh, you know, it's not it's not my favorite James Bond, but I don't hate it. I would say it's it's got its own thing going on. I you know, it's a product of its time. That's a pretty valid point about the action film element. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the grittiness that I almost feel like most Bond films don't. F- newer ones do, but the older ones don't feel like action films in that classic way. And this is the 80s. This is like Stallone, Schwarzenegger. It is a product of the time. So Maximilian, thank you very, thank you a million for oh. joining Mo and MaxiPad on today's episode. <laughs> I won't do it again. Mo That's and it. the MaxiPad in the done. morning. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. MaxiPad and the Mo. I'm done. I like how you get in front of it though. You're like, I'm going to call myself it 20 times to yeah. get it out of Mo's system. That's the ticket. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, yes. Max, with that, we have completed our episode on The Living Daylights. Just kidding. <laughs> on License to Kill. Oh, man. Money Pane. Money Pane. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, hopefully you did, unlike last week's episode on Splash, please <laughs> subscribe, leave a review, and check us on the like box, whatever you got to do. More content, more Check input. our box. <laughs> At Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower, and uh, go to our website. Buy some officially licensed t-shirts for the summer. They are very cozy. Other than that, and our Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, I leave you with this, Max. Time to round out the show. What do you got? Senor Shapiro, you got big cojones. You come here to my place without reference, carrying a piece, throwing around a lot of money. But you should know something. Nobody saw you come in, so nobody has to see you go out. That was really good. Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> You're like, this is stupid. No, that was really good. I, you want me to laugh? It was really good. <laughs> I'll, I'll end the way, uh, the only way I know how, Max. Mane pane. <laughs>